Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you on Oilers Now. Momentarily, we're going to get to a developing story in the sports world. But not before I tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. You can get their new Canadian Club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Everything's real at Royal. 50-plus years, Edmonton-owned and operated, 14 locations in the Edmonton Mark for you. Again, royalpizza.ca. All right, we're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott, who, of course, uh, helps produce uh, this show and then does Countdown to the Kickoff and... Uh, Brendan's, hey, this is uh, not a good situation if you are a fan of the uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Aaron Rodgers has been knocked out of the game. Wow. I, uh, I am mystified. We are sitting here with five and a half minutes left in the first quarter of the first game of the season for the Jets, who were just featured on Hard Knocks. This is the big offseason acquisition. This is probably the biggest offseason storyline in the entire league. And he has been carted back to the dressing room with an apparent knee injury I would yeah, assume he got is sacked not- he got stayed a good run to start the game off and then he got sacked and uh wow so um well former second overall pick Zach Wilson who had to take over at times last year we'll see if he can uh, shake the cobwebs well when you take a guy number two you're not expecting to have to turn around what, what do they end up paying Rogers like f- how much money was 38? it? 38, I'd have to look. That's something we never talked about with Mac T. We're going to talk about that next week on Winners Now. All right, uh, today both Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, were available for uh, some quickie interviews. We're going to go to the Winners Now head, uh, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Excited to announce their women's only workwear store now open. Located four doors north of the Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Darnell Nurse, point Plank was asked uh, you know he says the team needs to approach uh, the season differently than in the past you know for us the the goal has to be in our mind every single day that we get out on the ace um, and I don't know you, you don't want to put pressure on yourself uh, and have it weigh on you and, and, and bear down on you all season long but at the same time there's got to be a sense of urgency in our group uh, an urgency to, to push each other each day an urgency to, to win games early and and, and you know, take our play care, play throughout the year. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're in uh, January, February, just finding your game and then and then climb back and, and trying to find, uh, you know, some comfort in the playoff race. So for us, sir, you want to get out there early on in the season, have a good start and kind of carry that momentum and carry that game. And Nurse added some additional perspectives on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl raising the bar. And they're hungry for more, right? That's, that's each and every year you think, Know, know what else can they do and they just push push themselves even even higher so I don't know there's I don't know if there's really a limit that you could set or a bar that you could set um, you know you just gotta 
you know that they're going to push to to find that that next advantage and that uh, you know that, that next level to their game. Meanwhile, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was also available, and we, we will have interviews coming up with Nurse and Nugent-Hopkins on Wednesday and Thursday on Oilers Now. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins was asked, can he produce at a high level again this season? He never had before uh, this past season more than 69 points in a season. And then he broke through for 104 points in a 30-goal season. Here's RNH. I, I don't know about uh, points-wise. Like I said, I'm going to try to uh, continue to grow my game. And uh, I thought the season before, um, obviously, I, I, I wasn't scoring. I lost a lot of confidence in, uh, in my touch around the net. And uh, I found it again last year. And uh, I need to, to continue on that and, uh, and, and grow my confidence in my ability. And um, obviously, playing with the... Uh, great players goes a long way, and, uh, and and on a team like this, I mean, we have so many guys, so many weapons that uh, uh, the individual success is easier to find when you're on a team like this. All right, so that's uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. We're going to bring Brendan Escott back in here. He finished with 37 goals and 104 points. I don't know if he reaches 100. Can he get to 80? If he's on the Oilers power play, Brendan, I think he gets to 80 if he's yeah, on the Oilers power play. That would be the absolute ceiling for me. I see him more likely in the 70s somewhere yeah, this year. That's fair. Like, I mean, it's the other thing is the power play is going to be different this year because it's going to be a lot more Bouchard's. It's going to go from the left half boards over to the right point a little bit more, and I wonder if that's going to take away some secondary assists for R&H. All right, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, meanwhile, um, had these comments on his goals for the upcoming season. I mean, still just trying to improve my game, uh, all aspects really, but um, obviously I want to uh, continue to shoot the puck and, and bear down on my chances as well as I can. and and play that 200-foot game, whether I'm on the wing or uh, at center. Uh, I know that I can affect the effect play on both sides of the rink. So um, that's more of a mental focus in the summer and physically just try to get stronger and always try to get faster. This league just keeps getting faster, so you got to keep up. And uh, But more so just uh, working on my touch around the net. And, you know, he's uh, been an order for a while now. Of course, number one overall pick in the 2011 NHL drafts, 12 seasons in Edmonton. And Nuge had this to say on growing up as an order. When I first came in, it was majority young guys, and then some older guys with older kids. And now it's a, it's a lot of uh, babies and toddlers running around. So uh, definitely a different look. A lot of guys, late 20s, uh, um, kind of in the prime of their uh, career right now. So it's exciting in the hockey sense. And, and I think it adds a little, uh, a little fun with the little ones running around too. All right. Well, uh, there's no question it changes uh, your life quite dramatically when you have kids. It changes it even more when your kids don't like you. I'm not saying anything. You can just interpret any, that any way you want. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Reed Wilkins is going to pop in. We'll get to this day in Oilers history as well. That's the Oilers Now Audio Vault for uh, direct work where it's 640 and you're listening to Oilers Now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just before we wrap up the show, a little Monday uh, roundtable. Let's go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. You can join the four-night Nashville roadie. Man, we had a heck of a time there a couple years ago. Fly nonstop with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. Call New West Travel. Go to uh, newwesttravel.com. I think we've got 50 people sold for this event. Unfortunately, it's a tough day, and it's a day that I think anybody listening to the show right now that was alive at the time can remember the day. And here's Brendan Escott. Now, 2001, September 11th, a longtime member of the Oilers organization, uh, Garnett Ace Bailey, not Irvin, uh, passing away in the terror attacks on the World Trade Center. Played for the WHA's Oilers in 1978-79 and mentored a young Wayne Gretzky. Following that, uh, he was a coach of a minor league affiliate before stepping into a scouting role from 1981 through 1994. He was uh, director of pro scouting for Los Angeles when he passed away. All right, so Brendan, we'll start with you because I'm trying to do the math right now. Uh... Were you six or seven at the time? I would have been, yeah, seven. I would have just been, just about been seven. My memories of this are are climbing into my parents' bed because they were like, hey, man, the news is on. You're going to want to have a memory of this kind of a thing. Yeah. So, uh, Reed, you remember, were you in Lloydminster when this happened? Yeah, I was working mornings. I was doing the morning sports on the radio, and Dave Nelson, who was the radio news anchor that morning, said, looks like a plane hit the World Trade Center. And I changed to CNN, and there was one tower had a hole in it, and there was really nothing else at that time except the plane had hit it. No circumstances, no background, right. and then watching live when the second plane went in, and then you really realized something bad was happening. Um, I was working at the U of A as the SID at the University of Alberta and watched, uh, you know, with that job, most days I worked were about 10 to about 7 o'clock because usually I hung around uh, Bears football practice or hockey practice for the end of the day, and I just I remember just people, everybody at the students' union building watching it, and you could see that people were... They were upset. Like they were, to be frank with you, they were pissed off that this 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 had happened. And uh, man, oh man! I mean, there's there's lots of different perspectives on it since then. Uh, there's a new series out on Netflix called Spy Ops, and the first episode deals with sort of one of the response teams right after that was put together uh, by the. Uh, I believe by the CIA. It's it's really quite something. Uh, Ace Bailey, uh, the reference Brendan made um, to Wayne Gretzky. I know that he was one of the guys that kept an eye on Wayne and made sure guys didn't take any liberties on him back in uh, uh, the first year that he was with the Edmonton Oilers in the WHA, 1978-79. Uh, and the Kings ended up losing two members of their scouting staff uh, with one of the flights that uh, went down. As you recall, we had Ron Lowen probably 2011 2011 yeah the 10-year yeah. anniversary yeah was that and it was not too far removed from when the uh, russian the plane went down uh 
Because I yeah, thought that with the I locomotive. Thought, I thought that happened if, maybe after that. Yeah, it, but it was it was close to the the, the, the same uh, date. I'll get you to look up the dates on it because I remember I interviewed uh, Brad McCrimmon was an assistant coach in Detroit in the nine ten season. Oh no, you're right. That was the locomotive plane crash was September seventh, twenty eleven. Yeah, so it was four days. It was four days before that, and because Rich Winter was, uh, I think Vasicek was on that uh, and he reached out to me and we we had had a conversation about it and I'd interviewed the during the 9-10 season when the orders realized they were in the position they were in um, I know we interviewed uh, George McPhee in Washington and we talked to Paul McLean and Ken Holland in Detroit at the time they had won Stanley Cups about the importance of drafting and that sort of thing for some reason, I thought Vasicek uh, was one of the guys that passed away. I know Pavel Dimitri. Yeah, Joseph Vasicek. Yes, and he was represented by uh, Rich Winter. All right, um, so uh, no question, very, very tragic situation. And we brought Ron Lowen. Yes. And he was outstanding. Yeah, he was. And terrific. So, I mean, as, as best as you can put a spin on that, we're going to switch focus. We'll pivot away from, uh, what is it, the 22nd anniversary now of 9-11. Uh, you guys, were you at the football game on? Uh, oh yeah, of course. You went to the football yep. game Saturday. Obviously, yep. Mr. Escott was there with his countdown to the uh, kickoff show. And well, now, what's the post game show called? Is it overtime it, open it's, line? It's, it's no. the points after. The show. points after. It's football themed, Bob. Okay, so, so think of the bar overtime ball. open line. Overtime is oh, overtime relatively I, common in hockey, but not as common in football. Correct. Right. Points after also relates to the point after a touchdown. Okay. Well, do you think I don't know anything about football? <laughs> do you know who won the NCAA uh, trivia contest in 2004 when Calgary hosted the Casida uh, event, College Sports Information? Well, I, I know it was you because you've told me in the past. That 843 you've won. Yes. times. The only, uh, yeah. Uh, if we're going to have fun, I mean, uh, it, you know, so it'd be like you referencing Ryan King. Brendan, uh, tell me this. Uh, what'd you see? I saw Saturday. a resilient team for the first time all season. I saw a team that uh, stared down adversity for probably three, maybe even three and a half quarters of a football game and still found a way to dig deep. And, and complimentary football is something that was talked about on the broadcast. And, and what that means to me is that when you've got a defense that's out there able to force three consecutive two and outs and give your offense an opportunity to keep chipping away, even though they had missed that, one extra point attempt they were able to again I say grit and, and sort of deal with the adversity and Faithful was able to knock it through not a lot of games you guys where the starting quarterbacks got under 40 yards of passing in the first half like he had a well he was under 20 was he under he 20? 11 yards somebody else oh Joe Burrow was under 40 yards yesterday for the Bengals the splits on his passing just to quickly wrap up after he threw his second interception he went 12 of 14 for 133 yards and uh, it just yeah 12 14 it was a big rating it was a big rating on the efficiency chart so it was a lot better it was basically like the Trey Ford we had expected to see it just took until halfway through the fourth uh, for you Reed what well, you like uh, that's for me it's that it's now a competent offense I mean, that in the first eight weeks of the season, that game's over at halftime when it's 17-7. There, there is no way they're outscoring oh, it's Calgary. it's probably 17-0. It, it you're right. It's probably 17-0 or 17-3 or 17-1 maybe. But that's – and there's just so much more hope now 
with Ford as the quarterback. They're, and look, they're still a flawed team. They're they're young. They're really young in the secondary. In the in the secondary, pardon me. Ford at times still looks like an inexperienced quarterback, which he is. He's basically a rookie, and he didn't play a lot of youth sports football his last couple of years there, either. But the fact that they could actually find a way to score points after all the misery of earlier this season of shut out twice, struggling to get two first downs on a drive. I, you know, I, look, they, 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 two teams I don't think they can beat the rest of the way, Toronto and Winnipeg. Uh, I think they got to definitely, I, I mean, I, I think they should be favored against the Riders. I don't think they are, but I think they should be. Uh, I, I think they have a chance against BC, who are, or who don't look as good as they, they did earlier. They a point against BC in uh, two games, haven't they? Correct, but Cornelius. You're saying, you're saying there's a chance. And then uh, Montreal, I, I mean, I think they're a very up-and-down team, too. So at least there, there's reasons to be interested. And I'll, yeah. Like a, a more phrase you use all the time, Bob, puncher's chance. Are, are at we least looking, with Ford. All right, so I'm going to ask both of you here. Uh, Reed Wilkins will set us up for Inside Sports in a second. Brendan, are we looking at Chris Jones differently now? As a result, the last five games, the team's three and two. They've been in every game. Do we look at them differently now? Like they were, what were they at the time? Of the, were they 0-8 when they made the change? 0-8, and then they lost to Winnipeg to go to 0-9 with Ford's first game. Right. Which, right. So I'm wondering whether or not this changes the narrative. I'm not making excuses. Like there's probably people out there, no, hell no, if you can get a break and you're, you're not getting – uh, you know, losing. I don't even know what the what, what. What is the fine? Is it a fine if you go over um, the salary and management camp? For, I think once it gets over a certain amount, it's a draft. Pick. It's draft. I pick. think if you're just a little over, it's a fine. Okay. Uh, so, what do you think? Is, he, is this a stay of execution, or if they continue to grow with this guy at quarterback? Well, that's the thing. Is like in what other situation would back to back four and fourteen seasons so not have a coach right now, right? have a coach fired, right? So let's let's assume that even if the improvement over last year is only one win, I do think that's enough for Jones to uh, get another year worth of this okay. because his offense has been performing that way. Finally, yeah, I think if uh, I mean uh, again, I, I think they'll probably finish with five or six wins, which isn't great. I mean, I, I was hoping they could get seven not, after like, eight. I mean, look, Jones will rightfully be criticized, not so much for sticking with Cornelius, but for sticking with McAdoo, because I I think it was as much McAdoo yeah. as anybody that stuck with Cornelius. But I mean, Jones also drafted Ford, right? So you could kind of go back and forth on this. And he is playing. And, and if they look like a more inspired team, and as I said, I mean, they've scored at least, the offense has scored at least 22 points in every game. But they got a pick six against uh, Winnipeg. against Winnipeg to get to 29. But they're scoring basically three touchdowns a game. In the CFL, that at least gives you a chance. So I, yeah. I, I think it's, and with the coach's cap, it's going to be hard to get rid of Jones. So if I recall correctly, and it's both before your time, but in 1971, I think the Eskimos started the year 1-10 and 10 and won their final I think, five, I think you're five, right, yeah. won their final five games. And that's when they brought in Wilkie. No, not Reed Wilkins, the other Wilkie. Uh, and guys like Dave Cutler and all those guys started rolling in late during that year. 72, or maybe they only played 14 games. They, they fit, whatever, whatever the case. I think they won five of their final. Oh, they were six and 10. There was a 16 game. Okay. Season. And the next year, I think they went nine and seven or 10 and six or something in 72. And that started the turnaround of the organization where they became the dominant team in the Canadian Football League. Reed Wilkins, you have inside sports tonight. What do you got shaking? You got a great memory as always, Bob. Yep. They were one and, uh, 
They're one and ten. Then beat Montreal, Winnipeg, BC, Calgary, and uh, Saskatchewan to finish six and ten. Uh, well, I, I just got half an hour tonight, so we'll have a little more on the Elks. I do want to talk about the pass interference call because I have been very strong that I don't like the rule in the pass interference. So now that there was a call that helped the Elks, I, I have to address that. To, to be fair, and then uh, Morley has the Elks this week at seven thirty. All right, uh, tomorrow former NHL player, GM, and agent Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts will join us, and for Legacy Heating and Cooling uh, from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown will be amongst our guests on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, special thanks to Brendan Escott and Kellen Kennedy and Reed Wilkins, head coach Craig McTavish, general manager and a four-time Stanley Cup champion, and also Frank Cerevalli for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Lawton and Brownie on tomorrow's show. Reed Wilkins up next with Inside Sports after a global news, weather, traffic update with James Dunn.